Welcome to a great episode of Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake, and guess who's back in the studio sitting across from me? I'm back. My leave of absence is over. I was just saying, you know, when you forgot to turn on my mic, I had I'm the, back. I had the wrong mic on. I had mic two, check one, two, and two, and I, he's on microphone three. It's who, okay. Who I, I'm a little rusty right now. I forgot which mic I'm supposed to go on. I but... forgot your name. <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long. Ah, my leave of absence is over. It's over. Don't worry. I'm back. I'm happy to be back. I missed it. I miss getting up in the mornings and talking a little sports with Kevin. I missed it. There's so much going on in the sporting world. And before we uh, get started, I just want to say a nice hello to Mr. and Mrs. Gray. I know they're listening in. They're great people. We have a great show for you today. There's a lot of catching up to do with some UCI sports because we had the Super Bowl a week ago. And real quick, I know the Super Bowl is over with and and whatnot, but I just got to hear your thoughts on live radio, Mr. Matt Burt. What were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Well... I think Nick Foles was amazing in that game. How cool was that? That was such a cool story for him to thinking about quitting football, and then he comes back to win the Super Bowl. Gutsy play called. The the play that will stick out to me is when on that fourth and one on the goal line, going into halftime, and he runs. The, basically, he gets an ex quarterback and Trey Burton to throw the ball to the quarterback Nick Foles reverse i love it i loved every minute of it go eagles i'm i'm very happy i was very happy with the eagles i predicted them to win uh and you know if for tom brady you've done a lot of winning it's okay to you know take a step back you know what giselle said to their kids after the game yes you, did you talk about that have we got for so we long touched on that yes uh, yeah do you agree with the, like how she handled that well you know it's more that she was consoling her her children in a sense just making an analogy per se at the end of the day of course she supports tom brady of course she wanted him to win i agree with that at the end of the day you want everyone to win but there's only one winner and it was the eagles however don't count new england out they're definitely going to be back in it next year they're probably my favorite to get to the super bowl for the afc very well can win it all again next year now my one last question with the Super Bowl, because I hit Fred up with it last week. Okay. He was a big Patriots fan. Let's say Patriots get back to the Super Bowl, which is very likely. They win. Do you think Tom Brady should retire? Retire out on a positive note after winning six championships? Because it's getting to the point now, he's in his 40s. Yes, I know he's in great shape, and you know he's very healthy. Well, you know, for me, what's his motivation to keep? At what cost and what motivation to keep playing? And, you know, if, if Tom Brady says, you know, I, I just can't do it anymore. And the, he retired today. He'd be cemented as the greatest quarterback of all time. No doubt about that. He has nothing left to prove. I will say this, okay? This is the hot take. And you heard it here first, all right? I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, ABC and the interview with Johnny Manziel. They're looking for, you know, they're they're looking for a replacement there in New England. And if they don't get a quarterback in the draft, I mean, do they take a shot at Johnny Football? Is that the hot take of the day? That'll or be what? Uh, that could be a decision. I just come back firing, you know. Like that, that could be a decision. Future coach Josh McDaniels will have to it. Uh, yeah. To. <laughs> oh yeah. That I mean, like that. That's a way too early prediction, right there. We'll see what happens, but that would be interesting, wouldn't that be? If you talk about the Patriots are known for kind of dealing with the NFL, and they're not the biggest fans of dealing with Roger Goodell. That would be incredible. Well, I've heard that interview when he was on. I think it was Good Morning America. Something like that. And, something uh, on 
ABC? He's, this time around, Johnny Manziel seems really sincere. He seems like he recognizes his problem, his whatever he has going on inside him, and that's good. He's able to, he's addressing the situation, and he's taking a step back, and now he realizes, and now he's going to really work hard and work those talents because he's he's still a very talented he's, football he's player. He's a talented football player, and that, that's what I'm saying. If you're Robert Kraft, you have to sit back and say, all right, let's get this guy behind Tom Brady while we can to see what he does. Well, they, they just got to find a, another person like Jimmy Garoppolo that they can mentor for the next couple of seasons. What happens, you know, if there's an injury? Knock on wood. I hope not. I, mean, you, I never you, want to see Tom Brady go down like that. I'd rather see him go out as a champ. Yeah, do you want to rely on Hoyer? I, I don't think that. I mean, he's a steady backup. He'll get you. He'll, he'll get you what you need. And the thing with New England, they have such a great system, and you know, as long as they clean up some of the problems they have, you know, obviously on the defensive side and keeping the offensive line strong, which they are. If Rob Gronkowski is going to retire, it's a lot of things to work out. It's tough when you lose after a Super Bowl, then they're asking these questions because you just can't go by what they're answering at that moment. That's just very emotional. You give them some time, let the dust settle, then they'll make the appropriate decision on, sure, I'm going to make another run at the title, but his team could dramatically change in the next couple of seasons. Say Gronkowski decides to hang it up to uh, Chase's acting career. <laughs> I, I don't know how they're going to fit him on the camera. He's such a big guy. I know. I, I'm full in support of him doing that. I think he's so charismatic. Yeah. He's going to do an amazing job. He has acted in the past. I mean, I think his last two roles, he was on Entourage and he played himself. And then the time before that, he played himself as well. Right. It's going to require work. You know, he'll definitely need some acting classes and whatnot. But like you said, he's charismatic. He has the, the natural gift of his just outgoing personality, just like Shaquille O'Neal was hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love watching all the commercials that Shaq does. He just cracks me up. He's so glad where he's back out here in L.A. where he belongs. <laughs> Speaking of, we're going to get into NCAA <laughs> basketball, but we saw something on Sunday I don't think I've ever seen before. What? Cleveland Cavaliers at the trade deadline just got rid just, of all oh, this entire team they built just before the season and just got younger. And what did they do? They go into the Boston Garden, the team that's been the best team all year long in the East, and just lay down a whooping on them. A 22-point blowout victory. You know, they, they heard that I was taking a, you know, a little leave of absence, and they're like, all right, we got to come up with something that Matt can talk about when he gets back on Tuesday. Let's just trade everyone on the team. That's pretty much how it went. In the, I mean, Kobe, the the general manager for the Cavs, hit a home run with the players that they got. I was looking at the deals. I was like, why are why are you like why are you trading these people away? You know, like uh, to the other teams. I was looking at the Cavs getting stronger, and everyone's like, does it make them closer to getting to a championship? Does it make them closer to getting to the Warriors? It makes it closer for LeBron to stay because he has athletic people to build around. But also seasoned athletic people, because we've seen what Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. can do out here. They've had three full seasons under their belts. They're solid NBA players. Exactly. So you add that athleticism. So let me just give you the the combined numbers of the four guys. George Hill was the starting point guard, but then the other three gentlemen came off the bench. My man, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., and Rodney Hood. Just those four guys, their combined production on Sunday at Boston was 49 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, to only four turnovers, they shot 18 out of 35. That's better than 50%. What more... 
can you want? So that tells me that these young men, they're like, wow, we're actually playing for a, a guy that we probably idolized growing up, the best player in the NBA. So they want to make a nice impression. Definitely a great first impression, if you ask me, to, to beat their arch rival this, in Boston Garden, a tough place to play as it is. This just propelled them. To, they were having struggles. They had locker room struggles. Just, it was a tough time in the Cavs locker room. You you looked two weeks ago. It was a tough time. Kevin Love, you're not sick. It's Isaiah Thomas, like you shoot the ball too much. Like there was just so much bickering going on, and I was just like, oh my god. But you, ha- you had to clean that out. You know, you had to clean just, house. There's just too much going on, and you know, I I'm so glad to see um, Dwayne Wade go back to Miami. Dade County, a.k.a. Wade County. So it's good that he's back there. You know, that's where he should retire. When you look at Miami Heat, you look at one of the the foundation player. That is him, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he's definitely the limestone, you know. Yes. But I will say this. The Cavs got significantly stronger. Yes. They got significantly younger, and they got significantly longer. And I'm talking on the defensive end. They got some long arms out there. They got some length there. And I think the steal for them to get is Rodney Hood, because Rodney Hood was having to sit on the bench behind Donovan Mitchell, who, by the way, for the Utah Jazz, is putting up great numbers as a rookie. That reminded me of something. You know, many years ago when the Lakers were coming back with their second time around, same type deal. Orlando Magic couldn't find any playing time for this basketball player named Trevor Ariza. They trade him to LA Lakers. He's a starting small forward. He's yeah. practically almost an all-star. We're like, you couldn't find playing time for him? It's the same thing. You can't find playing time for Rodney Hood? What? Yeah, it's just because Donovan Mitchell has came in and he is the guy that just is outright the best player on the court for them. In nights where he plays the majority of minutes, he leads them in points scored. He leads them in assists. Like, he he is such a great basketball player. And, you know, I went back and listened to uh, at the beginning of the season when we had Sasha on. Hopefully Sasha comes back. We'll have to see what he's doing. Pasha. Uh, Pasha. Pasha. Yes. Pasha, you know. With his new job. I know he's out there in Colorado. Whoop, whoop. whoop Pasha. Whoop. But he, uh, he, we were all, we went around the round table. They're like, who's going to win rookie of the year? And everyone gave the hot take of Ben Simmons for sure. And I was like, you know, I'm going to change it up. I went Dennis Smith Jr., who's having a great year, by the way. But I think if you're looking for a pure rookie, I think Ben Simmons has been in the league one year. Technically, he's a rookie. But if you're looking at a pure rookie, and I'm not saying that he'll win it, I think Ben Simmons will definitely win it for sure. But if you're looking at a pure rookie coming first year into the NBA, non-injury, Donovan Mitchell wins it by a landslide. He has been the most consistent player for the Jazz on a team that has been hurt for so so many players have been hurt for them. And Ricky Rubio has not been the same Ricky Rubio for them. But Donovan Mitchell comes to that team and just he changes it. He he does something that not many rookies have ever done. So uh, props to him, man. And, and, And you had a guy with like Rodney Hood who's sitting there like I I was once this guy like. I was the scorer on the team. This well, was me. I tell you what, it just made Cleveland a lot stronger. The fact that they're younger, but they're somewhat experienced because they're seasoned. They know what it takes. Now LeBron's just got to show them, just lead them to a championship. This is how you win in the postseason. This is what you were missing in Los Angeles. Now, on the flip side, 
I know the Laker fans like, oh man, you got rid of Jordan Clarkson. Yes, he was one of my favorite players too. Lakers are loaded with a lot of young talent. You got to give up some. They're making decisions now to free up to get that max free agent in the offseason. May not even be this year. Might be for next year. But they got to make decisions now and get something back for these guys so they can free up that space. Let them just to walk and not get anything in return. So yeah, in hindsight, it looks like Cleveland got the better end of the deal. But the Lakers, their deal, it just wasn't that straight up, okay, we're getting Isaiah Thomas and Channing Frye. The kicker in that deal is they got the first round pick. So now they're able to afford to get rid of those two young guys. And you flip it around. If they decide to keep Isaiah Thomas, they could sign up to a, you know, a really nice contract for maybe one year. A nice chunk of change for him. Just to see how he'll play out. If he fits in their plans. If they don't sign a max free agent this offseason. They're all talking like LeBron's already signing with LA. He's still with Cleveland in my eyes. And with this team, why would you leave that team? You know, he's not. It'll be tough pry him away from whoever. I mean, the only team that I look at and be like, that is a real contender to get LeBron is the Houston Rockets. But that dismantles all of the depth that they have in order to get him. It just, it's so much. And thinking about it, the Lakers are not that far off from being a really great team. I think that they go into this offseason and they look at a guy like Boogie Cousins coming off an injury, and they look at guys like that where they could get value for and they're star players. They look at different players like that, and you think about it, and they're probably going to get a marquee free agent. But you think about if they're even more patient, wait one more season, I guess it's going to be free agents. Kawhi Leonard. Clay Thompson. I mean, that's wishful thinking. I mean... It could very well happen. It's, it's very wishful thinking. Because L.A. is still a destination where players want to play in L.A. Come on. We got a beautiful day today. Start out 46 right. degrees. The sun's out. It's just beautiful weather. Every, everyone's talking about this 2019 free agent class. But what about this 2018 free agent class? There's a lot of studs in there. Why are they... Well, they a lot of, a lot I of did not believe... They may not move. I they did not believe Magic Johnson when he said... We're just going to focus on the 20. I did not believe that for a second. I was like, yeah, you're blowing smoke. Come on. Like, there's no way. Well, he had to because you don't want him to be naming names. Well, he's already already got fined for Paul George. He's already got fined for talking about Giannis. I mean, he doesn't care. He'll talk about whoever, you know. He doesn't care if he gets fined. The fine that he got for Giannis, I just don't get that because he was just paying him a really nice compliment. But I guess they just thought reading between the lines and thinking like, oh, okay, they're planting the seeds of trying to lure Giannis here to L.A. Yeah, Adam Silver is like, only talk about your team. That's it. Don't talk about anyone else. (laughs) That's pretty much what he said to him with that fine. Uh, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, it's going to be exciting, though. You know, the Lakers, it's just more of a longer-term plan. they got to make a, a series of decisions. But like I said, the decisions they make today is going to affect their future. But I have high confidence in Rob Palenka, Magic Johnson. So we just got to be patient and you know, have fun with this team. You know that, that there's another L.A. basketball team. It's called the Clippers. And uh, the Clippers made a move to getting rid yes. of Blake Griffin while I was gone. And I thought, wow, they got a steal for Blake Griffin. They got two quality starters. I'm talking quality. Avery Bradley is a quality player. And then you also get Tobias Harris, who's a, I think he's very quality player. And he'll fit better. And he'll fit better. System. They got so many assets 
on this team. So many assets. It's just top to bottom with the, the Rockets trade, and now you make this trade with the Detroit Pistons. So many assets. Just so much great things going on. We could talk about NBA all day long, but I want to get into NCAA basketball. Of course. That's just heating up right now. But first of all, we got to give love because you said it. You said it first year a while ago when UCI men's basketball team, when they started conference play, they did not have that good of a record. Well, they're almost at 500. They're 13 and 14. They've won five in a row. They're eight and three in the conference. That is the better record to yes. have. That's uh, you, you. You nailed it. They're starting to come together. It was tough. When you lose three big time stars from your team last year. It's an adjustment period to figure out what you have and how they're going to play together. How they uh, gel. Well, here's the thing. Nicely, it's great. We have eight and three record. The job's not done yet. You you got to get into that Honda Center and start playing well. And I think that they have a team that could that's starting to gel together. They're starting to figure things out. If they end the season hot, they're shooting the ball well. They play defense because that that's like the thing that you know Turner preaches more than anything else. If they do all the right things, look for them to be dancing. He also preaches. Good offense sets up your defense. Great yeah. defense sets up the offense, so it just it counteracts. That's how you get into that rhythm. I really like in this team. Yes. I've I've said it from the beginning. Be patient. Patience is a virtue, and you know we got to be virtuous. So we got a new number one, Virginia, for the first time ranked number one since 1982. Were you alive then? 1982. Man, I was not alive. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the birthday that was, was. Not even close. So, so it's been eleven time years in your off. Life, Virginia is the number one team in the nation, and deservingly so. I, I don't know how long, much longer they'll stay in the number one seed. The way that this basketball season's been going, um, I'm pretty sure that they just lost to Virginia Tech. Pretty sure that they just lost this week. They did. They lost one, but they still got the number one ranking. The fact that Villanova lost and Michigan yeah, I State mean, won. Phil Villanova is a, yeah. There's still the powerhouse sitting at 23-2, and two, ranked number three. And then to round out the top five are two schools from Cincinnati, Xavier sitting at four, and then my alma mater, Cincinnati, number five. Yeah. And Cincinnati is second in the nation with points allowed at 55 points per game. So they heavily rely on their defense because they're like ranked maybe 100 as far as points scored. It's going to be interesting how this NCAA tournament is going to play out. Just like write 16 teams on a dartboard and then just like, throw it and that there's a good chance that you'll pick the winner that way because there's no way that you're going to be able to predict this duke right now has been i mean they've lost a couple games in the acc i don't think that they're the top team in the acc right now that is unbelievable and then you look at well next year it's it's like pretty much a foregone conclusion that duke with these three four of the top 10 players three the top three players in next year's recruiting class it's a good chance that they're going to come into the season and be real good duke is always great every year they're great at recruiting they're great at coaching their team they're great at preparing their athletes for the afterlife so to speak even if they're one and done coach k I just love him, man. He just does such an awesome job. This year's NCAA tournament is going to be the biggest toss-up. The biggest toss-up. <laughs> it, it, well, it's like that every year. It's, it's like I'm not. It's it's going to be more of a toss-up than in years past because you're looking at all these teams and I, I just like scratch my head. Which one's the best one between those six? And you could you can make the argument that Cincinnati has been the best team in college basketball in the last month. You can make that argument. They've won uh, since St. Mary's lost to Gonzaga. They have won the winning streak. 
the longest winning streak in college basketball so far. Yeah, and then their only two losses, they actually lost back-to-back. They lost to Xavier, and they lost, surprisingly, I'm not sure who that other team was, but it wasn't like a big powerhouse. Well, and then they've and they've ran off 15, 16 straight wins now. That's basketball, though. Yeah, and you looked at it before, and you were like, "Oh, Purdue's the best team." Well, they just lost two in a you know a short span. So to me, it's it's just such a toss up right now. Well, when you finish in the top ten of rankings, you know you're going to have like the seeds one, two, and three pretty much locked up in the NCAA tournament. So you position yourself, you know, good. You know, if you survive that first weekend, because that's where the, the biggest degree of upsets can happen. And then when you get in a Sweet 16, that's when the level of competition just rises. And yeah. you have to get through that weekend it's, to get it, to the final. That's why I love the NCAA tournament. It's still one of the greatest tournaments out there. It's such a toss-up. It, it, uh, I am so excited for it because there's so much uncertainty. If you were to say, oh, I know who the clear-cut winner of the national championship is. I'd be like, okay, yeah. Well, you fill out that bracket and get the billion dollars from Warren Buffett. Oh yeah, you go <laughs> go do that, and uh, I, I'd honestly, I'd question your sanity because there's no way that you're picking the winner right now. I, you could just say you could blindly guess at it, but there's so much, just so much toss up. Michigan State is a very good basketball team. If you were to give me the final four, I'll give you my final four, and then I want you to give me your final four currently. All right, my final four currently, well, there's a little bit of bias in this. There's a little bit of bias, but the Arizona Wildcats get in the final four for me. I, th- I think they'll probably be a number three seed. There's some bias in that. But you know what? I, th- I love DeAndre Anton. I love DeAndre Ayton. He's so good. He's an unbelievable athlete. He was the number one in the class. So I'll give Arizona, Michigan, Purdue, and... Uh, let's go Virginia. Virginia, you know, surprise team. Although we looked in past Final Fours, did we think Gonzaga was going to get in last year? No. Did we think South Carolina was going to get in last year? No. So, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Did we think? Did we anyone predict those three teams? No. It's way too early to be predicting anything. Who's your Final Four? Ah, uh, I'll just have to wait till next week on. That oh one. come on! I keep you on the edge of your seat in anticipation. Okay, give me a preview. Give me. Give me I'll a give hit. Give me a preview. I'll tell you who my team, my clear cut winner. I'm gonna go bias all the way. Ah, uh, I love it. Love so it. Cincinnati's gonna be in a Final Four. I believe Villanova will get there. Michigan State will get there. I just don't know what section. I don't know if Cincinnati is is the second seed. It's so hypothetical I right now. Know which one they're going to be in, and probably I would say Duke. Duke oh, yeah, that's all. I mean, like we're, we're playing hypotheticals here. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, the, the bracketology is is rampant right now. Hey, that, we're getting low on time here, but uh, hey, we're having geez. some fun though. But now the women's basketball here—they yes. are crushing it. Six-game winning streak. They got a game tomorrow at the Bren, or excuse me, Thursday at the Bren, February fifteenth. They are eight and two in their conference and sixteen and eight overall. I will scream this from the mountaintops. UCI is a basketball school. Let's go. Both men's and women's are peaking right and now. Water polo. School. Love it. Real quick, I want to give a nice shout out to Riley Shaw. She has a little segment that, ladies and gentlemen, you should check out. You should check out online and read this. It's I love you, mom. And uh, Riley just shows her love and admiration for her mother who's battling breast cancer. 
because this is a cancer awareness week here at, at uh, UCI. So they're in full support of her with wearing the pink and all. My love out to you. It's just so empowering. And then on the flip side, you got the men's volleyball. If you're bored, you don't have a Valentine. Why don't you go out and check out the num <laughs> number four ranked UC Irvine at the brand against Pepperdine on Valentine's night at 7 p.m. Or if your Valentine likes volleyball, take her too. Exactly. <laughs> take whoever. Take your friends that are all single. I'm sure there'll be some other single people and you can go and mingle, you know? <laughs> Oh, we love it. We love it here. I know we're probably running over and all scenes out there like, come on, guys. I got to get, get out of here. Going. We got to do like a little crossover. <laughs> just like no, a quick, just, quick ID. You can tell the energy is, you know, really high here. I mean, we have some great shows all the time, but it's just nice to have Matt in the building. Nice. I'm glad, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. I missed it. But I'm glad the new job is going well. Do you have any shout outs? I, I got to give love to my grandmas. I always love my grandmas, and I love my mom, and I love all my family, but I love my grandmas. They've been listening since the beginning. And I love all my listeners, and Brian Ronick, if you're listening, take it easy, bud. 3 a.m. at the gym. That's just a bit too early for me. So. There's no way he's listening to me at the gym at 3 a.m. Come on. That's what he says. Come on. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you catch us on SoundCloud, but you can also go through KUCI.org and just click on Sports Matters, where the show schedules are, and it'll direct link you to our podcast. So if you missed, you just turned on to the radio now, you can actually listen to the whole podcast because it's very, very good. And you know what? I think he was actually listening to the podcast because there's no way he's up at 3 a.m. after being up at <laughs> the gym at 3. Come on. Well, also, too, remember, since he's three hours ahead. So. Yeah, that's true. Ah. Maybe. So, so stay tuned for Humanity with humanities did i say that right humanity for humanities yikes and have a great drive to work ladies and gentlemen every time